Expounded Universe, Season 13, Episode 11, I Ram So Far Away. The book, Mall Lockdown by Joe Schreiber. The year, 2014. Chapters 41 through 45. Hosts are Jeff and John. Let's go! Hey everybody, welcome to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast, where all day long we're just laughing and having a good time, and I'm Jeff and that's John, and boy oh boy do we ever have a good time, don't we John? Ha ha ha, good times, ha ha. Yeah, that's so authentic, you can really hear the honesty in that laugh. Hoo hoo, ha ha ha. Why, you can tell he's frolicking and smiling all big and stupid. That's right. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely big and stupid, so at least you got that part right. (laughs) I think that's the name of your country album, right? Mm Mm-hmm. John Taylor, Big and Stupid America. Big and Stupid America. (laughs) I buy that album. (laughs) Good. That's one. So... (laughs) So, before we dive into the meat of our chapters today, have you seen the silly Star Wars news from the past day or two? Uh, have I? I don't know. Well, there's a couple things. I mean, they announced, like, the cast list for the Obi-Wan show. Oh, yeah, I did see that. That's, uh, I mean, it's just a big list of sexy, hot people, so that's that's cool. Um, But that's not really what I was talking about. I was talking about the big Wookiepedia news. Oh, my, there's big Wookiepedia news? That... That is definitely a thing that we need to know about, because exactly. if you go to patreon.com slash system mastery and support us at the $2 level, we go to Wikipedia and bring you content from there. So tell me, Jeff, what happened with Wikipedia? <laughs> well, first of all, let me say that we do that whether or not you give us $2 from, from uh, on our Patreon. It's just that that's the only way you're going to get it. <laughs> oh, you're going to get here's what happened. It. Oh, you're going to get it. For $2, you're going to get it. Uh, well, here's what Our happened, and it's a very... get it. <laughs> uh, Wikipedia had a big kerfuffle over whether or not they were going to allow people who are trans or and have transitioned since they started uh, working for Star Wars to have their dead names published... Uh, in the in Wikipedia, which is to say that if someone wrote some Star Wars novels at one point and has since transitioned, there were people on Wikipedia that were like, well, from the, in the interest of total accuracy, it is vitally important that I list their original name in the name slot. I mean, that makes and perfect it, sense for Wikipedia, because that's the type of people that you're going to have on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and And it turned into a whole big fight. And eventually, the way that the people who run Wikipedia elected to solve it uh, is to hold a vote. They were like, if you're this important on Wikipedia, you have to write, have, have written or worked on 35 or 50 or something articles in the last six months, and you have to have been a member for this many years or something, then you can vote on whether or not you think dead naming people on Wikipedia is a good idea. Huh. Did, it, uh, did they this, vote? They voted, yeah, and uh, the vote ultimately was originally 36 to 24 uh, for not dead naming people, so ultimately good guys won. Good. 
but after they threw away the number of votes that weren't allowed to be votes, because apparently that was a problem, the number shifted and became something like 25 to 12. All right. So still on the good guy side. But before such time as the vote was even finished, uh, the people who, I think it's called fandom.com or something, the Wikipedia site that runs every, that basically supports and provides the the, the architecture for every fan wiki. Mm-hmm came out and we're like fucking stop it you goddamn idiots ah. you are not you are not allowed to to determine whether or not we're going to be proper around trans people by fucking vote well, i mean that's what the rest of america does so i yeah i know <laughs> i also think it's funny that in, in the time between when fandom put their foot down and when uh wikipedia, wikipedia was holding their dumb little vote the wiki for st- for transformers which I gotta say, I almost wish we were just reading Transformers books, because their wiki is so much better. Hmm. It's just full of jokes and dumb, and it pretends that every single possible Transformers thing that has ever happened is part of the same canon. Good. Uh, But they put out a a message that was like, hey, just so you know, we think this Star Wars vote is fucking stupid, and we're not gonna do it, and you're not allowed to dead name people. Ah. So... I just thought it was an interesting little moment. It didn't last very long. Like I said, it was resolved. It was killed before the vote could be finished and tallied. But it is quite amusing that the vote was public. So if you would like to see the 25 to 12 people who were like, yeah, no, uh, in in interest of absolute and complete uh, accuracy, it's vitally important for me to be, for this to be the only place in the world where dead naming is cool. (laughs) I mean, I do understand the people that were like, oh, maybe we like put a little footnote of published under the name of yeah and i think that that's okay but ultimately that has to be that has to be the secondary thing oh yeah i would say especially for if for example if the person that they're writing the the uh wiki page about is an author then you're going to probably have a picture of the book that they wrote and granted the book's probably going to still have the dead name on it oh yeah that's the thing is i'm like if you look up the book and the book cover is on there, it's going to be there because it's not like the publishing company is going to give a shit. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. I, the thing I found most interesting about it is that apparently there are enough uh, of recent age trans uh, Star Wars authors to necessitate this debate and decision. Well, great. I had not heard. Yeah, I hadn't heard. About, I mean, obviously, there are so many people who write Star Wars works that, of course, there were going to be. I hadn't heard about any of them. And now I'm excited to know that they're out there and I want to find their work. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's. Th- th- we'll try and make the next book one of those. If I can, if any of those books are bad, you know, or <laughs> old, because I don't want to do a recent actual canon book. No, it's true. I'm trying to avoid all the High Republic stuff and, and uh, as much things about Ray and and Finn and so on as I can, because that's too new. Nah, I don't want new stuff. I want old, not actually canon shit. Granted, I might put up for reading at some point the book where Poe attends a wedding and everybody farts all the way through the wedding. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just a great scene. I don't know what the rest of that book is, but by God, the everyone farts during a wedding scene is... Woo! (laughs) It's all farts. It's farts from start to finish. Oh, yeah. It's Fart Squadron. Mm-hmm. It's Fart Squadron. They have to fight the evil Fartson Fartsard, and uh, she's very dangerous and very stinky. Mm-hmm. And anyway. Gotta fight Darth Tinky. 
Is he a Teletubby? <laughs> you got to tell me if he's a Teletubby. Yes, and. That's a, that's a law. <laughs> One I guess if big farty Teletubby. <laughs> yeah, I guess if Tinky Winky was, a, was a, a Darth, he'd have to change his name to Darth Inky Winky, though. Maybe. And, and you know what? That actually sounds more Darthy appropriate because Inky is kind of, you know, it sounds dark and and gothy and evil. Ah. And yet still appropriate for children. Darth Inky Winky. Or just like Darth Inkus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Although now you got to tell, it's a law that you have to tell me whether or not Darth Inkus was on All Real Monsters. Yes, and. Okay. <laughs> All right, so chapter 41 of the book. We might as well actually get into the meat and potatoes of the day. Uh, Chapter 41 is nothing. It is a page long. Yeah, it is a front and back one page, and it's mostly just Siddiqui feeling all good about herself after having seen a lot of guards ripped to pieces. Yeah, she's all the way back up in her office. She just didn't want to get blood on her uniform. She's hanging out with her droid 3D. And in a, in a move I appreciate, she is drinking coffee. She's not drinking calf or soy calf or hyper cough or whatever. She's drinking some motherfucking coffee. Hell yeah. And, and she's talking to her droid. And she's just like, yep, this is exactly what I wanted. All of the bad guys that were in my prison are gone and everything's coming up roses. What's that word I want, 3D? Ah, yes. Invulnerable. That's right. I'm invincible. Now on Amazon Prime. (laughs) I have yet to watch that. I will probably check it out at some point. Yeah, I mean, you know, I read the whole thing and it's fun to see it on the screen, but no big surprises for me. I've never read any of it. I generally tend to avoid the alternate comic storylines where I feel like the entire alternate is, what if they were assholes? (laughs) I mean, not really. It's mostly... I know, it probably isn't. Mostly just one character. Yeah, the one who looks like J.K. Simmons. The one that is J.K. Simmons. Oh, nice. Good casting. Yeah. But yeah, I'm always always generally turned off if I'm like, it's an alternate Batman storyline. And in this one, he's a real piece of shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't care. That's not, that's not very creative in terms of alternate universes. No, it's mostly just, you know, what if Kryptonians were pieces of shit, but not anyone else. Uh, okay. I mean, Kryptonians, generally speaking, are pieces of shit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> So Dakarai is watching all this happen. Notably, she doesn't appear to notice Smite getting away. Well, that was in the fucking tunnels or whatever within the prison. No, I know, but he was in the room when when Nailhead and Strabo came in and started fucking everyone up. And what I'm saying is that that there's a point where, where Smite gets up and sneaks out of the room and dives into the tunnels. And uh, even though she's watching it from outside the room via closed-circuit camera, she doesn't appear to notice that happen. Well, I assume that must have happened in the time between leaving the room with the guards getting murdered and getting back to her room to watch on the hollow vid. Yep. Anyway, this is also the point when all of a sudden the machines all click into action because it's time for another fight. That's right, it's time for a fight, and oh, wait a minute, this has to be a mistake. Find my brother, we must change this. Right, because the fight is the wrong people. 
She apparently had a list ready of who should be fighting and when, and the wrong people are coming up to fight. Ah, yes. And 3D tries to override it. Like, they have a little, I, I guess, USB drive in the middle of them that they shoot into the console, and it's like, nope, can't do it. Turns out your brother did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, he's the one who, yeah, as 3D says, he's the one who locked in the code, who's made this change, who's forced, well, we don't know who yet, but the wrong people to throw down. I gotta assume this is especially galling to Siddiqui, because, you know, she takes bets on this shit. And now yeah. she doesn't have time to to feed the new bet. She probably is going to lose a shit ton of money on on people who bet on the fight that was supposed to happen like an hour ago. I mean, they only open the bets, I think, once the the bell goes or something to like you have time to get back to your cell. I think. Right. I don't know. I think yeah. Once once the clarion plays, you've got five minutes till. The, the rooms start moving, and then a few more minutes till the, the doors open and the fight actually starts. So that means seven to ten minutes is as much time as they take bets on these, which is nuts. Oh, yeah. All of this is It'd be just very dumb funny as if hell. That would be funny if that was how any other sporting event worked. If, like, a random selection of horse race, horses were going to be brought out for the horse race every time. Yeah, and you had, like, five minutes to figure out who was there and to bet. I mean, I guess it could potentially make sense if all d betting is done digitally via, like, a little thing that you have on you. Like, if you could just bet via your phone, then it, it, it wouldn't be that bad. Because ultimately, that 7 to 10 minutes is not enough time for you to use betting parlor booths. You can't no, go I running gonna, up to the betting station. I was going to say, you'd have to have your own little betting, like, handheld thing, because otherwise, that's not going to function. Like, a bookie yeah. is not going to be able to take that shit. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know how. It, we, unfortunately, we never get to see this from the the consumer end of the of the gladiatorial fight system. Nope. But she's mad, and she's like, "God damn it! We absolutely have to find Dakarai. Where the hell is that guy?" And boy, oh boy, if they were laying down hints that someone is probably Iram Radik, I think the the highest odds are being really laid on Dakarai right now. Oh yeah, he's fucked off. No one can find him. He's Still in the system, though, and messing with things. Goofing around with the fights. So, yeah, he is uh, He is currently the strongest frontrunner, which to me makes him the most obvious red herring. Well, I mean, the doesn't talk thing makes sense as far as like, oh, I'm not even going to speak in case anyone knows what my voice sounds like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know if he's like public information. That That might be the one thing that would throw him off from being the red herring. Like... Everybody seems to know Siddiqui. Like, uh, when, when Vesto Sliffer or what was his name? Drago Slukas or whatever. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the guy who runs the gaming commission. Whenever they contacted her, they ask her about Dakarai. So they know her. Yeah. They know him. I mean. But I wonder if he's, like, publicly known information. I assume you could probably look him up. But, like. If he is Iram, I assume there's no, like, also, this dude's Iram Radik, so, you know. <laughs> there's no pictures. No pictures. Anyway, it's time for the next fight. And, it, of course, because the only fights in this book are Darth Maul, it's a Darth Maul fight. Yep, he gets back to his cell with, you know, 
literal seconds to spare, he gets through the door and it just mm-hmm. shuts behind him and starts reconfiguring immediately. Yep, and uh, he's just like, okay, whatever. And he's having this little kind of mental disca- or like, uh, monologue running where he's like, what the hell is it going to be this time? Are they going to make me fight fire, ice, the pit of Carcoon? Yeah, am I fighting a Sarlacc? Am I fighting in a giant inferno? What are you going to do to me this time, you assholes? I mean, I got to say, I really appreciate the idea that they somehow arre- arrested the Sarlacc and put it in prison. Oh, I mean, the, uh, the fucking... I know, uh, lizards and monsters. Well, no, I was going to say the fucking Cynox or whatever is essentially that. Just a big evil worm. Yeah, but I don't think the Cyrox is in the prison, like, under arrest in the prison. Well, we just don't know. Maybe I'm pretty it sure. Is. <laughs> I think we... You think it's in there? It's a prisoner? Oh, yeah. Going where it pleases and poisoning the walls with baby worms? Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, well, it was hard to put it in a cell, so we just didn't. We just, you know, let it wander around. It's fine. It just does whatever. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's an infestation and not a prisoner. But it would be... But still, the carcoon... The, the Starlack is great, because that thing's sessile. And that, what, what what crime do you think it would commit where they'd be like, yeah, you gotta come with us. It's time for prison. Are they just arresting well, it for eating people? Maybe. I mean, I, I think that's illegal. <laughs> it, I mean, if you've so, listened to our bonus content when I talked about the Sarlacc pit, patreon.com slash system mastery, you would know that it also essentially tortures its victims before it eats it completely. So, you know, I guess it went against the Geneva Conventions of Space. <laughs> yeah, of course. It w- this an- That'd be like trying to arrest, like, a tiger. Well, maybe. I'm almost certain if I go looking through, like, British history, I'll find some asshole who tried to arrest a tiger. All right, I'm just Googling list of tiger arrests real quick here. <laughs> I'm guessing I'll probably mostly get Tamil tigers. Oh, tiger arrests. Oh, no, it's all the Tiger Woods DUIs. Ah, there you go. Damn it. No one arrested any real tigers on on America's watch, at least. Tiger arrests. (laughs) I mean the animal. Come on, Google. Anyway, we can set aside that he's probably not going to have to fight the Great Pit of Carcoon because they have to import a lot of sand. Eh. Um, But here we see instead. They could just dump it in there. Dump the Sarlacc in there. Giant dying heap of monster that can't really do anything. Hell yeah. Just like me. I guess I'll bet pretty heavily on Darth Maul on this one. As you should. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's not who he has to fight. Who he has to fight is that weak way. That's right. He gets all flustered for a moment because he's like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I can't kill you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not supposed to kill you. I, I, here's the deal. I will not kill you. And the weak way is like, hell yeah, you won't. I'm going to fuck your shit up. Yeah. Well, at first he's like, God damn it. You're supposed to be dead, buddy. I watched you getting ready to die on the factory floor just the other day. Yeah, I should have just killed you myself, which is accurate. Don't put someone in a fucking bond trap. 
I got to say, though, that guy's on national television right now. We even get a little mention as Darth Maul is stepping out into the into the light to get in the fight that he's like, well, here I go. I'm going to be on cameras all over the galaxy again. And uh, I, I got to assume that if they're not pumping sound out, then having we- the weak way be like, yeah, I was going to kill you like professional murder style, you know, gangland execution if uh, it, you were supposed to die and you didn't. And I got to be like, man, you... <laughs> You shouldn't say shit like that out loud because Radik's not going to be happy about it unless you are Radik. Well, what are they the going to do? Throw him in prison? If he's like, I tried to murder you. Yeah, another prisoner tried to murder a different prisoner. Who gives a shit? None of the people watching are like, ah, yes, inter-prison fighting. Truly, this is strange. Well, you got you to take into consideration that my specific concern is that Iram Radik is going to kill him for mentioning literally anything that could compromise his position. Yeah, but he didn't. He just said, oh, I tried to kill you and you didn't die. I should have killed you. Like, that doesn't compromise shit. I'm just used to, now, at this point in the book, Radik's incredible amounts of, like, like total fear. Like, or, or, or suspicion and paranoia. Yeah. Anyway. So the weak ways get not only does he get to bring his, uh, a weapon in here because he's got like a pike because weak ways had pikes when he bought the action figures way back in the day. Mm. Uh, but he also got to bring his bird in here. So this is kind of an unfair fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair. Like Maul could have smuggled some shit in there. He has the 300,000 credits just stuffed in his prison uniform. Mm hmm. Uh, in, in, indeed he shows him when he's like, no, no, you don't understand. I don't want to fight you. Look. And he pulls his own uniform up and he's like 300,000 credits. And it's yours. If you like, listen to me for a second. And instead he's just like, nah, I'm gonna have my bird attack your face. Yeah. And he, he mentions that he, uh, he, that he knows who Darth Maul is. He doesn't, he doesn't though. He has no idea who Darth Maul is. He thinks he thinks Darth Maul works for the Bando Gora and is here to try to assassinate Iram Radik. I guess. And the book is trying its best to make you believe this week a weak way is Radik because it even has like when he talks, he's like, oh, and Radik's voice said and you're like, oh, come on, you're not fooling anyone. Don't you dare try and sell this motherfucker as Radik. Yeah, no one is buying that shit. You can knock it off. Every- I got my list of suspicions, and it starts with the Cyrox. Not this guy. <laughs> like, there's a fucking third of this book left. This isn't Radik. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the bird comes flying at him, described as like a shadow being cast by the sun. Uh, okay. <laughs> I assume because it's moving very fast. Like how shadows famously move very fast. Yeah, by the um, sun. You know how the sun keeps <laughs> shooting out shadows? <laughs> I mean, technically, shadows. The, the sun does cause a great number of shadows. Indeed. But it doesn't shoot them out. No, it doesn't. But the bird flies right at, at Maul, who tries to dodge and throws up a hand to kind of double dodge. But the bird is very good at getting people. So oh, it yeah. dodges a- around uh, Maul's arm and latches onto his face and start trying to gouge his eyes out. Yeah, just pecking at his face and 
I guess, you know, at this point, Maul is, I assume, very tired from all of his various nonsense things that he has had to do. Because at the start, he, like, tries to get this bird and can't. And I'm like, my dude, how the mighty have fallen from riding a Varactyl to, ah, this bird. <laughs> yeah, he's getting beat up by a bird. But yeah, I mean, he has had a lot of rough days, so maybe it maybe it makes some sense. Yeah, and, you know, the bird managed to peck his eyes, so he also is having a bit of a vision problem at the moment. Uh, and so a as he gets kind of fucked up by the bird, uh, all of a sudden, uh, the weak way appears around him. He can't really see it because there's so much blood in his eyes, and the weak way just cracks him in the back of the head. Oh, yeah. And... You know, he goes down, his entire right arm is numb, he can't even use it for anything, and the weak way's just like, you serve the Bandogora! And will not let Maul get a word in edgewise. He's like, no, that's whack. That's yeah, exactly. whack. He does not answer, he just keeps getting mad and coming at him. Uh, uh, but when the bird comes around for a second pass, this is the moment when Maul's like, okay, no, no more with the bird. I have managed to wipe at least a little bit of the blood out of my eyes, so mm -hmm. fuck this guy. <laughs> and grabs the bird by one wing with a hand. Using a spare hand to fend off the weak way, he gets the other wing of the bird in his teeth and pulls the bird out as much as he can, stretching him out by the wings. Yeah, and then while the bird is just sort of freaking out, he swings it like a melee weapon to get the bird's claws into the weak way's face, you know, and simultaneously mm -hmm. breaks the bird's back and hucks it to the floor. Yeah, I love this shit, because his whole goal was to piss off the bird absolutely as much as possible. Yeah, just so uh, it would be freaking like, out enough to claw him. Yeah, he's just like, I gotta have this bird mad enough to attack this asshole. <laughs> And uh, he indeed he does. He gets the weak way. The weak way is like a little bleedy now. And Maul steps back. He's like, look, hang on. Let me explain this shit. We do not need to be fighting. All I need you to do is work with me for a second, and I'll give you a bunch of credits. I just want to buy something from Radik. I am not representing the Bando Gora. I want to buy a weapon, and this motherfucker does not care. Just again, smacks him with his uh, pike, beats the shit out of him. And at this point... Maul's basically got to have a moment to himself where he's like, all right, how fucked am I? Because if yep. I kill this dude, I fail. If I die, I fail. Yeah, he's literally like, I do not want to just straight up fail the mission, but this guy is going to beat me to death without listening to me because he thinks I work for the Bando Gora. Yeah, he's like, look, I... <laughs> I get it. I understand. I don't want to, you know, fail in my mission. But you know what I don't want to do more is die. So mm, it's motherfucking go time. <laughs> and just like just like John said, something snaps in his mind. He he can no longer keep going like this. Uh, he, his fight or flight response kicks in. He's like, well, doesn't matter if I fail the mission now. I'm not dying for this. And uses the horns on his Zabrak head as a weapon to destroy the weak way's neck. Yeah, just straight grabs him by the braids and horn fucks his skull throat. 
pretty much instantly murdering him. Uh, and we don't even get the resolution of this fight. He's just like, well, shit, I failed. Oh, yeah, because he's been just absolutely, like, concussed by a giant pike and had his eyes and face ripped to shreds by a bird. He is mm -hmm. fucked, but at least he won and then passes out. <laughs> is this a species where those braid things, because he describes them as seclusion braids, and I want to say that this is the species where they have, uh, oh no, okay, I'm thinking of Nikto, that breathe through their, their like, hair. Yeah, this isn't the, like, braids with breath through them that we had from the fucking last book. Yeah, that's Nikto. This is, uh, th their braids are for, like, how old they are or something. I don't know. They call them, yeah, they, they call them seclusion braids. For, I forget the reason. Who cares? Maybe, maybe you grow one them of us in is seclusion. doing... Yeah, maybe the weak way is one of our bonus content topics. Maybe you'll have to it's go to patreon.com slash system mastery to find out. <laughs> uh, not mine, though. Definitely not mine. Maybe John's. No, we're not, not mine either. But we're not telling. But maybe Jeff's. You'll have to find out. Not mine. <laughs> uh, not in my backyard. Anyway, the, he collapses to his knees and he's like, well, shit, I failed. Sorry, master. I didn't mean to fail, but no one answered, which like, you know, duh, you're not on the phone or anything. <laughs> Meanwhile, we actually get to go check in with Sidious. Yeah, it's time to check back in with good old Plagueis and Sidious hanging out in the spires. And mm -hmm. <laughs> Plagueis is just starting out with like, ah, yes, congratulations, Sidious. I assume your entire plan was to kill Iram Radik, which that weak way obviously was. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, as we all assumed would happen, right? And Sidious is pissed you'd, off beyond You'd want to kill Iram Radik and not try to, I don't know, broker a weird deal with him to murder me. That would be completely ridiculous, right, Sidious? Certainly wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Sidious is sitting there just seething because he thinks that was Radique too. Oh, yeah. He's like, God, so he, he fucking damn it. Oh, for God. Oh, and it's oh, I'm really mad. It's a it's a double anger because he's like, not only did Maul fail in his mission, but also Plagueis has one upped me and knew about it and invited me here to watch the fight of Maul versus Radik. And I'm like, yeah, man, I understand. You're pissed off because everything is coming up Plagueis. <laughs> yeah, Plagueis is having a good day and you're having a bad one. And he's just like, oh, I can't even. Oh, okay. Hang on. I've, I've got to compose myself because I've got to have this conversation. Oh, God. And he's like, yes. Yes, I am also very glad that the person I wanted to die is dead. Yes, Maul did exactly what I wanted and nothing else. He's not in trouble. <laughs> and uh, and, and <laughs> then Plagueis drops some real shit on him where he's like, yeah, that Zabrak's been real useful. I think it's adorable that you think he, uh, or that you let him think he's going to live. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, 
you know, it'd be a shame if someone were to figure out his true identity as a Sith Lord, because that would, you know, that would be inconvenient to us and our yeah, plans. Definitely can't have it a Sith dying in there. So here's what's going to happen now. I'm going to need you to contact that Zabrak and tell him. You can let him live if you want, but you're just telling him to, to lay low uh, because we're destroying that facility. And you can let him think he won't get destroyed with it. That'd be cute. Yeah, he's just like, it's fine. He needs to die because the chance that anyone might find out what we're doing from him is too high. So, uh, let's just blow up that whole prison with him in it, eh? What do you say? Unless you needed him for something else? Uh, <laughs> do you, Sidious? Anything in particular? Insidious mm. is just like, no. No, obviously I can kill my Darth Maul. No, of course I didn't. Clearly, the two that need to remain are you and me. That's how it's gotta be. I'm so happy. I like. I appreciated his, like, I don't even know what Darth Maul, what you're doing with Darth Maul, for that matter. He's just kind of like, I never even understood what you were doing with that Zabrak. That was a whole pointless thing. You know there's only supposed to be two. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, it was just great. Uh... <laughs> And then uh, Plagueis leaves. Oh, yeah. He's just, Plagueis is like, look, just, uh, you know, take care of it. Because uh, if some unfortunate turn of events were to happen, it would be extremely humbling for its original architects. Hmm? Humbling? Hmm? You bitch? <laughs> I'm out. You feeling humbled? Hmm? Humble brag? <laughs> Plagueis out. Yeah. And, and do you have assurances for me that that I'm definitely not going to regret uh, <laughs> that you sent this Zabrak in there who could compromise us at any time. And Sidious has to be like, no, he's very well trained. I promise he won't do that. Mm. I've specifically trained him in the don't give up, give us up arts. Yeah, but, you know, uh, still blow him up, though. Yeah. And... Well, not just that, but it's his job to blow up the, the, the hive now. He's like, okay, contact your Zabrak. Tell him he needs to blow up the hive. And go ahead and let him think he'll be allowed to get out before it blows up. Ah, uh, so sad. Poor Darth Sidious. Adorable. And, uh, yeah, Sidious is like, I don't think I've ever seen him in this much of so trouble. Oh, yeah. It's neat because every single time we see Sidious... In any book or movie or anything, he is always in control. He's always being a cackling asshole. And just for this one time, he is getting absolutely clowned on by <laughs> fucking Plagueis. And he's like, I just got to take it. I just got to sit here and be angry about it, but I can't do anything. And you're like, oh, look <laughs> at you. You're so sad. Oh, it's just fantastic. Uh, and then I guess it's time to move on, uh, because there's not much else to it. I mean, ultimately we do get, th this is probably worth note. John mentioned here that, that, uh, the whole deal is that Plagueis needs to, or, or needs to die by Sidious's hands. He's time to kill his own master. Like all Sith need to. And he's like, so here's how I was going to do it. I was going to buy a nuclear bomb from this guy, 
give it to the Bandogora, a death, an unpredictable death cult, and then have them nuke this Plagueis guy. Oh, yeah, because, you know, that wouldn't lead back to me because no one's going to be like, well, that's weird. Why would the Bandogora kill people? Which is impressive and, and definitely commendable that he, his plan was like, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to risk the worst uh, or being discovered on this one, but it sure is just a million like um, steps that all sound very difficult. Like maybe buy a nuke from someone who sells nukes and not someone who aggressively tries not to sell nukes. Well, the thing is, (laughs) if he did that, then there would be a paper trail. Iram Radik is ideal because he's so off the grid that no one would be able to trace it back to him. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, yeah, I just, the whole thing where he's like, all right, you, Maul, you need to get into this prison and find a guy that's never been found ever, buy a nuke from him to sell it to a group that that guy in particular absolutely hates and won't work with. They're They're a crazy, unpredictable death cult that might detonate the nuke immediately, but I'm hoping they'll use it to blow up my enemy. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there are definitely other steps you could have taken but uh mm-hmm. eh. one or two i mean that, that it makes some sense for him there, there's a couple ways this could have been done easier i suppose eh. but who am i to question old sheevy peeps oh yeah that, that, that's not ours to do we are we it is not ours to to uh call out sheevy p uh he can only be better than us anyway uh next thing in line is smite who believe it or not he survived that last thing yes indeed smite as i had postulated last episode managed to crawl away while the worm just ate all of the uh gang members yeah and he 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 just went low fucked up (laughs) Yeah, he is fucked up on Spice. He just watched a giant, gross, glistening pink worm basically pull off the spider pit scene from Peter Jackson's King Kong movie. Oh, yeah. Over and over again. He just watched a giant worm eat a group of people at the same time and just sits there munching on them, making gooey slap noises with its mouth. Yeah, and he's like, well, I got to get out of this room, obviously. I don't want the thing that is happening to be happening. (laughs) But he survives only by just going low. Like, he just gets way down to the ground, and thinking that vibration is what gets the worm to move around, he gets away by crawling. Oh, yeah, he's like, I don't even want to get up and run because it might sense me or hear me or anything. So I am going to just painstakingly quietly crawl on my hands and knees away from this giant murder worm. Mm-hmm. And indeed he does. He actually manages to get away. Now at this point being just totally, I mean, and we get a, a really good description of the worm that I would hate to skip. The worm pretty much is, you know, a giant thing that can rear up like a snake can, and it just drops down open mouthed onto Strabo and Nailhead and just pulls them up and in and eats them alive. Then it does the same thing over and over again by slamming around and just being a gross monster to every single one of the of the uh, surviving gang members. No one gets away from this but Smite. Yep. So everyone else crunched up real good. 
He mm-hmm. managed to crawl away and get into a vent somewhere so that he managed to get out of the like pathway that he was in and into more of like the actual like water and air circulation system. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, now just high off his mind, terrified, stressed out, just broken a, a, a shell of a person. He's crawling around at random in the depths of this prison when, what do you know, he encounters a big, like, factory floor room, but it's not the factory. No, he stumbles and falls through a hatch and just sort mm-hmm. of, like, accepts his doom when he falls to the ground. Like, he doesn't even open his eyes. He's just like, well... Might as well die here, I guess. (laughs) But when he does open his eyes, he's like, oh, that's weird. This is like a whole laboratory going on. Yeah, there's all these beakers and chemicals and things everywhere. Like every single place he turns to and looks, there's uh, like fizzing vials and various concoctions and so on. But it doesn't seem like mad science. It seems more like someone's cooking up explosives in here. Well, there's like... Basically a half and half laboratory where one half is all super science. And he's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I do not understand any of that. And then the other half is all weapon making tools. And he's like, that I understand. This I get. Yeah. And it's not just that. There are also a great deal of actual weapons already crated up and ready to go. Uh, And not just stock weapons, but awesome, like highly modified super weapons. So it's pretty obvious that this guy has just stumbled directly into Iram Radik's secret workshop lair. Oh, yeah, and he immediately was like, oh, oh, shit, I, I did it. I fucking found it. I found Radik's operation. Oh, my God, Jabba might not kill me. <laughs> Which, like, no, Jabba's still going to kill him. Oh, but, yeah, but, but he's he's but having his... delusions of, like, oh, no, nah, this is this is how I do it. I'm going to come back to Jabba, and he's going to be like, oh, you're so muscly. Good job, Smite. I'm going to give you $5 million. This is how I win. <sighs> yeah, uh, he, he, um, he, he starts looking around. He's like, oh, shit, I know everything in here. How can I possibly? I'm going to jump so far up the ranks of Jabba's organization. The whole reason I signed up to do this prison gig was because it was a desperate chance for me to get a lot of money uh, to, to make Jabba happy or, 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 or to work out my way up in Jabba's crime ranks. And so I'm not just a bottom of the barrel grunt. Now I ha- I was a man with a dream. But then I got all high on spice and shit went sideways and I thought I was fucked. Now I have a new way out of it. Oh, yeah. He's like, this is great. Uh I'll actually work my way up the Desilogic clan. I'm going to be a super high-ranking guy because I'm going to come back. I know that Iram Radik is here. I know that he has an entire warehouse. I know now where it is. And I may as well take some souvenirs while I'm here. So he starts going through the crates. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I know what this gun is. I know what this gun is. I recognize this gun. Absolutely. Uh, and keeps like, uh, making plans to purchase like, or not purchase, but like steal them. He's like, Oh, I know what this is. I've seen the catalog of this. There's even a section where it's like, this guy's not a badass. He just knows what these guns are. Cause he's read a lot of gun catalogs. Oh yeah. No, this guy is like, I know what these tools are because I had an uncle that worked for, worked for blast tech. And then I know what the actual weapons are because I'm that dude who reads weapon magazines. Mm hmm. 
<laughs> and uh, he's like, well, I guess I better arm myself so I can figure out the next step. Because ultimately, that next step is going to be a real doozy. How do you leave the prison? Uh, you know, the, the, everyone in the prison wants to kill you. The prisoners, the guards, Siddiqui. Well, you're going to have to steal a ship. The guards don't want to kill him. I guess that's true. I mean, you think that word would spread around that he was one of the guards who died or, or was in that room. I don't I know that not. that word is getting spread around at all to anyone. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't really know how it, you're right. I don't know how it would. Yeah, because everyone who knew about it is either dead or Smite or Siddiqui. Yeah, I, I, I guess you got a point there. I do not know. I, but anyway, um, so he decides to outfit himself. He grabs, I think it's a DL-12 heavy blaster. Oh, yeah. He also... He's like, well, this is the... He finds mm-hmm. a fucking rocket launcher and he's like, Ooh, I should go back into that tunnel and fucking kill that worm with this. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, oh, sweet. This thing would destroy everything in a 500 meter radius. I should use it to fuck up that worm. And then he has to stop and remind himself, wait, wait, wait. A 500 meter radius is really big when you're on a prison ship. And in Maybe space. Maybe I shouldn't evaporate most of the ship. <laughs> you know, if I did that on a space station... I would also just die. So as much as this worm has absolutely fucked my shit and will continue to provide me with plenty of PTSD throughout the rest of my probably very short life, eh, I guess I can't go shoot a rocket at it. Yeah, yeah. So instead, he grabs himself a heavy blaster, his favorite kind, mm-hmm. and he grabs... uh. What he, something he's never seen before, but he's always wanted to try. I think there were flechette gauntlets, so I'm guessing just a pair of gloves that shoot little darts. Yeah, that or like uh, actual like wrist gauntlets instead of gloves. I assume it's just like one of those big round ones that shoots darts out of it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Maybe like what the Monarch wears on Venture Brothers. Pretty much is exactly what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, okay. Then then we're on the same page, and that makes sense to me, too. And he also um, manages to find a box that he's a, like... A box? <laughs> oh, that's weird. This is warm. No, no, strike that. This is hot, and it is humming, and this is definitely a thing that I don't want to fuck with right now. Yeah, he's not in the mood to fuck a hot box, John. Oh, no. I mean, I, I'm always in the mood to fuck a hot box. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, or at least to fuck with a hot box. Oh, yeah. Either way, I'm I'm fine yeah, but this with guy, either. But this guy finds a hot box. <laughs> this guy finds a hot box, and he's like, oh, you know, no. No, thank you. No, pass. Pass on the hot box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically just one of those things where he's like, you know, I'm not even going to open this because it might blow up. And if it did, it would kill everyone because I don't know this is a nuke. I just know that this is very dangerous yeah well he has no idea what he's just like I, I, whatever this is it, someone's got a, a, a hot vibrating box in this room full of otherwise dangerous weapons this has got to be the most dangerous weapon oh yeah and it is the only box that is locked in the room so he's like yeah whatever this is is special dangerous yeah this one this one is not for me I should move on from this one and go home and thrive in college. But then he hears a noise. Someone comes in and says, I don't think any of that stuff belongs to you. And 
we get that classic like murder mystery thing where he smite gets to turn around and is like what are you doing here i'm not going to say your name and then he gets (laughs) fucking hit on the side of the head and that's it he might be dead he might just be conked out but someone probably radik is there and knows because the weak way very clearly wasn't radik very obviously was not radik and we and now we can happily i mean i know that this is the book letting us know that yeah maul didn't kill radik the rest of this book isn't going to be a slow introspective story about him coming to terms with failure oh yeah you get like a third of the book of maul just like sitting in his cell going what does it mean to be a man <laughs> just slowly ice skating around at a park while the music from the old peanuts cartoon plays <laughs> as much as i would appreciate if it was the linus and lucy theme i was thinking more of their the christmas stuff christmas uh, time is christmas time (laughs) now as much as i hate that song yes (laughs) christmas time is here i was thinking of the ice skating song it's like you know that one yeah that's that's cool on the waveform (laughs) (laughs) but you know the song i'm talking about no i don't and don't want to okay well then please do not watch any of the christmas peanut specials yeah god knows i watched that i think the last time i saw the charlie brown christmas was like 20 something years ago and i was like nah nah i'm good this is terrible every Every one of those specials gets weirder every time you watch it when you're older and you care more about what you're watching. <laughs> when you're a little kid and you, d- and you don't give a shit, you're watching, you're like, fuck it, whatever, that's a dog, there's some bald kid, whatever, like, everyone sucks, everything sucks and everyone's sad, all right, whatever. but maybe they'll see a pumpkin or something, I don't know what that's about. But when you're old, you're like, Jesus Christ, is this ever Christian? Also, <laughs> what's up with, how, why are they all talking like robots? <laughs> uh... Or they're just like, hi. Charlie, it's nice to see you. Beep. beep. I was going to the park. You're like, what the fuck is... Was this read phonetically by people who have never seen words before? (laughs) Yes, this was all teleprompter. They had no script. (laughs) Oh, man. There is one I still really like, and it's... I don't even know what it's called, but it's the one where, like, they go to summer camp or some shit. Yeah, you're a motherfucker, Charlie Brown. Yeah, it's called You're a Fucking Dick, Charlie Brown, and Charlie Brown spends the whole one peeing on people. <laughs> Eat a huge ass, Charlie Brown. <laughs> and in it, he eats a huge ass. Yeah. that's At the end of the movie, he finds the huge ass. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this 20-minute sequence of him eating it. Yeah. It's graphic. It's, it's a, yeah, I, I, can't, I still can't believe it was on ABC at like 7 in the afternoon on a Sunday once. Right. Just the once. No, and the one I it's the one where they go to summer camp and they like participate in a, like an impromptu build your own boat race. Okay. I don't know, you probably haven't seen it, but but yeah, they have to like everyone in camp like joins into these teams and they have to go down a river in a boat and it's same Charlie Brown as ever. There's just no adults around. So it looks ridiculous that they're all they're all these like 7-year-olds are allowed to build boats out of garbage and then go down a rapid river in them. <laughs> for days uh excellent yeah anyway back to the book uh (laughs) 
he gets punched out by probably Radik, but it but it might be I don't know maybe it's Zero back from his recent stint with almost death. Or no, he's definitely dead. Maybe he's definitely dead. Maybe he's potentially alive. Maybe he's potentially Radik. <laughs> Well, he does go by more than one name, and we never learned the other one. Yeah. I, You know, I'm going to be real sad if we never learned that other name. I'm going to be real sad if it's not something boring, like his other name is like Ted. <laughs> he goes by another name, William. Okay. <laughs> That's a weird name for a Twi'lek. Exactly. That's why he changed it to zero. Don't tell him I told you. He hates it. <laughs> hates it anytime someone comes up and they're like hey there billy boy he's like i will murder you i'm gonna strap you to a james bond style execution machine and leave the room very certain that you will die <laughs> william is a terrible name <laughs> yeah you hear all that <sighs> williams out there all the williams listening to this all the single williams I'm just, it, it's <laughs> If you liked it, but no, um, it's okay. It's William is only a terrible name if you're a Twi'lek. So if you're a Twi'lek listener and your name is William, shame on you. Shame on you. Uh, I was kind of hoping that we'd get more of the horror back away while saying non-discriminate or non-distinct things than just, oh, it's you. I was kind of hoping for like, but you're supposed to be, weren't you doing that one thing? (laughs) <laughs> but I thought I left you. Normally, you're in that room you're usually in. <laughs> Normally, you're doing that stuff you do. Definitely not murdering. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, time for one last chapter, and it's a Darth Maul dream sequence. Hell yeah. It's time for Darth Maul to have that introspection we were talking about. But because it's Darth Maul, it's a fight dream introspection. It kind of sucks, if I'm honest with you. Uh, Because it's one of those dreams where every time he does anything, he's like, oh, no, I'm the person I was doing that to. Why did I do that to myself? Well, yeah, I mean, the whole dream is just he's back in his cell and he's going to get into a fight. And he's like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to get into a fight like I always do. But, oh, no, my opponent is me? Yeah, I should have known. It's Darth Maul against me. Darth Maul. And there's a box. And he daren't open the box. Because if he does, then that will be a problem with his master. Which I assume just means using the force is the box. Uh, (laughs) presumably, yes. The opening the box represents him voluntarily using the force and breaking the strictures that he is currently operating under. Yeah. And, you know, his other self is just like, dude, don't be an idiot. Just fucking use it. My dude, it's right there. You'll die without it. Uh, and then, so he's like, fine, I guess I'll use the box. And he opens the box and obviously there's his lightsaber in there. No, he doesn't open the box. No. He just looks down and it's oh, already the open. open the box. No, he looks down. It's already right. open. Thank and then you. he looks at his hand and it already has his saber staff in it because this is a dream and nothing needs to make sense. 
Yeah, thank you. I am remembering now that that yes, he uh <laughs> he looks down and the, the saber staffs and he looks back up and oh my gosh, he smells as good as if he was wearing uh what is that that cologne you're supposed to wear? Old that spice soap that 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 old old spice. Thank you. The one that people give a shit about. Yes, that's the one that people the, give the, a shit the, about. That's <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted for a second. <laughs> That's on me. Jesus. I was still looking at this list of Tiger Woods arrests. <laughs> Will you please shut your windows down? I'm shutting my... Oh, wow, pictures of chameleons. <laughs> oh, wow, what is this, the AV club? <laughs> no, it was just Google for pictures of chameleons. Great. That one was a sage request. I assumed it was. Yeah. She will often run in here and ask if she can see a specific animal. I'll show it to her and she'll go, wow, that animal. And then she'll run away again. <laughs> but, John, I want you to know I am no longer looking at Tiger Woods arrests or chameleons. I am here. I am 100% focused and I'm ready to play. Good. There is one paragraph left in this chapter and this episode. So congratulations for making it. <laughs> so much more. Because we have all this mall shit where he's mean to himself. And then eventually he gets like the the other mall lunges at him and he cuts him in half. Ooh, that's prophetic. Oh yeah. Well, the whole dream is basically one of those prophecy dreams because he mm -hmm. he sort of sees his own death when he gets cut in half. But then mm -hmm. also, ooh, he sees that he was the one that was cut in half, and the person leaning over him isn't him. It's a moon, and the name Plagueis comes to his mind unbidden. A name he's never heard before. I mean, obviously not, because it's not a legend that the Jedi would tell you. Or the Sith, apparently, either. Well, there's only two Sith. I can't imagine Sidious would stay on topic long enough to mention Plagueis. Well, no. He doesn't want to mention Plagueis, because he's like, oh, I can't let Maul know that there's someone above me. I have to be the big dog. Mm -hmm. He's probably tried. He's just gotten distracted halfway through. He was just like, yeah, okay, so listen up. There's this guy. He's always greened up. I sometimes hang out with him for that. I, man, the other day he had like a whole big case of extra of extra Keystone. Just just getting oh. completely wait. All of his stories end up like that. Hmm. And uh, and then yeah, Plague. I don't even remember if Darth Maul wakes up in the stream or not. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he does. He wakes he up does. at the end, <laughs> gripping a cylindrical shape. Hey, thanks, Darth Maul. Uh, it's. I often wake up like that. It's the armrests on the bed in med bay that he's in. You dirty oh, okay. pervert. Well, it's not it's nothing. His hand is gripping oh, that's right, the cot, curled around the emptiness of the cylindrical shape that was not there. Yes, it's just it's where his Oh, I don't have my actual saber with me. Yeah, his saber staff is not in his hands. Hmm. I always find it amusing that that has become the default term for those that weapon. That 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 we've only seen him ever have in the movies, but the double lightsaber. Yeah. Because the staff, you'd think you'd be able to grab it along more of the the length of the damn thing than, you know, right in the middle there, where so that you don't die. Well. Mm, what you going to do? I mean, it has to be able to split into two different sabers, so you got to have it that way. That, did he ever do that? Yeah. I think, did it just get cut in half and he kept fighting with it like it was two sabers? Nah, it, it can come apart. Yeah, okay. I don't remember him ever being like, yeah, you know what? Boop, now i got two. I remember him 
having two sabers boop. towards the end of the fight. <laughs> a boop. That's the noise it makes. Yeah. When you hit the button for two sabers, it literally says a boop. <laughs> it says a boop is my wife, Betty Boop. <laughs> I'm, Mr. I'm so boop. lucky. <laughs> so lucky to have my wife, Mrs. Boop. All right. I think uh, <laughs> I think we're done here. That's everything that happened. I think I think we're we're fine. We're good. So uh, hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. You know maybe we could mention that we have a Patreon that you could go to and support, but I feel like we may have talked about that already. It might have come up. I don't know. Yes. Did I ever mention Patreon.com/slash/SystemMastery at the two dollar level? I don't know if I ever did. Who could say for certain? You'll have to re-listen well, to, to be- this whole episode. Just to be sure, why don't you tell us what happens if people do go to patreon.com slash system mastery and support us at that aforementioned $2 level. All your dreams come true. As oh. you know, as long as your dreams have to do with us reading things from Wikipedia to each other. Yes, and also uh, unlocking the system mastery bonus content because that happens at $1. So you get that too. So much. All your dreams and more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Assuming you have very meager dreams, all your dreams will come true. Yes, assuming all of your dreams have to do with our bonus content and not fighting yourself for some reason. <laughs> yes, yeah, so John, all my dreams are this Darth Maul dream that kind of sucks. Yeah, it's weird. I keep cutting myself in half, and then Plagueis is above me at the end. It's very strange. Yeah, very unpleasant. Why, why, uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I've been Elan Sleesbogiano. And I love cutting myself in half. Yeah, cutting yourself into pieces. That's my last resort. Uh-huh.